Welcome to the Team Member Perspective, where we talk about how to upgrade your thinking so you can write more policies, make those policies worth more, and have a bigger impact on those around you. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Team Member Perspective. Today, we have our very first guest, Colin Shaver, my man from North Carolina. I've known Colin for a little bit. You know, he's a team member. He's making it happen at a high level and he's doing it consistently. So I'm excited for this episode. There's going to be a lot of value that he's going to bring for us. And if there's one word to describe Colin, guys, it would be consistent, right? He's consistent at what he does. Um, and I've seen that over the, the time that I've known him. And aside from that, he's consistent at a high level. So, Colin, excited to have you, man. Welcome. Thanks, you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I've I've been really excited about it and what you do and how you help you know other team members and the unique team member perspective holds so much value. Um, so I'm really excited about it, dude. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to to spend it with us. We're, I'm excited for everybody to hear from you and and we'll we'll take a, a page out of your book. You're doing something right, man. You're making it happen. You're consistent, like I said, which is which is the goal. Okay. So Colin, talk to us a little bit about your, your story of how you got into insurance. It's a really funny story. Um, I was 18 at the time. I was still in high school. I grew up uh, originally in a really small town just outside of Greensboro in North Carolina. My high school was fairly small. It was in the middle of nowhere. I actually ended up moving my sophomore year into like a city, which was just outside of where I went to school. And, you know, there was fast food restaurants, things, you know, that people could go and get. So I used to go to McDonald's every morning and get breakfast. The kids that went to my high school living in that area, didn't have that option, didn't have that opportunity. So a lot of times they went to school, you know, high school, you either wake up late, you didn't eat anything, you waited till lunch, your parents made you breakfast, right? Um, so one day, just by chance, I went and I got um, three sausage biscuits because I thought I was really hungry. Got to school, ate one, and I, a gentleman, he offered to buy the other two for, from me for $2 a piece. I paid a dollar and I just took that same aspect and I grew it. So every single day I was taking that money that I made and reinvesting it. And eventually um, I ended up coming in every single day um, to school. I would have 100 sausage biscuits, 100 chicken biscuits, 50 sausage burritos. I even set up Venmo where people would, the night before they would Venmo me if they had a custom order. They'd go ahead and pay me. I would tell them what what it would cost them. I was going to Costco once a month. Uh, Me, my dad, and one of my brothers were filling up uh, the bed full of a whole pallet of sodas. So I was selling those out every single morning. I'd McDonald's, I got in good contact with them, uh, having their business at that location. They didn't do a lot of breakfast, so it looked really good on them. So their manager, I sat down and talked with them, was able to negotiate a good deal, um, even less than what I was paying. And so it just kind of grew there. Uh, But the funny thing is the teachers uh, that were there, the principal, I I never charged them for breakfast. That was my get. Uh, You know, I gave whatever they wanted for free. And a lot of them had their insurance with Justin Kivett, who is an agent in Randleman, uh, which was not far it's kind of the next town over and you know they were talking about hey there's this kid that goes to my at our school that you know i'm working at or um, you know my my kids go here we have insurance and justin kind of just kind of threw out 
uh, oh, I'm looking for you know a new uh, sales rep here in the office. And one thing led to another. I had it started working at a restaurant because I played sports. Uh, sports full-time football baseball so i could only work at a you know restaurant here and there delivering pizzas and his justin's daughter actually worked there so through all that i kind of got a connection to justin went in had an interview and pretty much hired me on the spot (laughs) because of the things i'd done before and i got my license and i've been with state farm ever since i was 18 oh my goodness that's that's awesome man entrepreneur in high school making it happen and getting noticed by by state farm agent dude that's awesome I love it. How are you? How are you? How do you think you can whip up a, a good sausage biscuit today? Still? No, I never made them. I could. I can't oh, you cook never. Them more. No, I would. I, I can cook some things, but making biscuits and breakfast—that's not my deal. Yeah. I had people ask me to, to do things outside of out of McDonald's, and I was like, "Look, there's a reason I go and buy them. <laughs> there's a reason I don't make it." Right? <laughs> that's awesome. How long have you been been a team member, Colin? Fill us in with that. So I recently I turned 22 in this past December. Um, so I, I guess I've been going on being a team member. It's coming up. This would be into my fifth year. Um, once I, you know, kind of roll back around um, in this December of this year. So I've been five years. Very nice, man. Very nice. I love it. That's that's a unique story. Uh, that's awesome. Colin, what advice if you could go back five years to brand new insurance, Colin? Right, fresh off of biscuits. What advice would you give to brand new insurance, Colin? A lot of people think it's easy, um, and some people, you know, that perform at a high level may say it's easy. I catch myself saying it now, but. I would go back to tell myself that it's not easy. It's very simple, you know, and staying consistent, doing the same thing, you know, tracking your activity um, because some things at the end of the day are out of your control. You know, when I was you know, having biscuits, I had such a unique opportunity because all of these kids had no other option. They didn't have breakfast, right? So I kind of had a little monopoly. Here in the insurance, I expected to be able to come in, you know, State Farm at the time and even now was still very competitive with their rates, but not everybody wanted to switch. There was more to it. And and I would tell myself, I initially, I would I'd really get bogged down and get hard on myself. And by doing that, you know, for a little bit, I would try to push through. But after, you know, two or three bad months, it really starts to take an effect on you. And I would lose track of it, quit trying as hard, you know, thinking, hey, I'm doing everything I can. And people are telling me no, so why should I care? Uh, but there was a lot more I could do. There's a lot more, you know, I could learn. And I mean, it shows here in the past couple of years, I just attempted to try. I, the conversations I would have, trying to multi-line, talk with people about life insurance. I wasn't even doing it. Or I was just mentioning it saying, hey, do you have life insurance? They say yes. I'd leave it at that. I wouldn't even try ours. You know, so that'd be my biggest advice is just try, do the same thing, be consistent every day. Go for the no. I don't know if anybody's heard the book or read it. You know, go for no because you can track how many no's you want to get. You can't really, you know, get those yeses and force people to say yes. So shoot for a hundred no's on the day and then call it quits for the day. That's powerful, man. And I, I want to touch on. You talked about activity. Right. And you talked about when you first started out, you were talking to a lot of people about life insurance. They say they had it. That's where you'd stop. Right. And I think, you know, team members in these space, and I think this applies to any sort of sales position, we struggle with feeling discouraged. Right. We, you know, want to have life insurance conversations. We have them. They tell us no. And we become discouraged. We stop having them. Right. And I think that's fundamentally something that everyone needs to to really figure out for themselves is how can I basically be be accountable to my activity, not just results. Right. I think that's where you move from being discouraged when you're having a life insurance conversation with someone to 
instead of feeling discouraged, I, I did what was in my control and we're going to move on to the next one. And I love that you go for the no, right? And I think that simple mindset shift of, hey, instead of only you know, celebrating with yourself when you write policies, why don't we start celebrating with ourselves if we just have a life insurance conversation, even if we get a no? I think that is so important and what that will, what, what that happens and, and Colin, you know, tell me your thoughts on this, but I feel like for me, it helps me establish consistency where I can show up every single day and I know, Hey, I need to have this many conversations. That's what's in my control. And that's what I'm going to focus on. And when I do that, I'm encouraged and it becomes a habit. It becomes something sustainable in the long term. where if I'm having consistent conversations, consistently going to write more policies. Of course, for me, I don't have that feeling anymore of feeling like discouraged because someone told me no. Um, I was able to get out of it, but it, it, it's really hard to break that habit. And, you know, yes, you're going to be told no 10 times. And if you're working on it, good for you. You're taking the step in the right direction. Um, but one thing that helped me get out of it, it did two things. It kind of knocked out two birds here. I'm very, it was analytical about it, keeping track of how many calls was I making? How many people did I get on you know, on the phone, not just leaving voicemails, how many people that I have contact with, and then how lead my nose, how many no's that I get a day, and then of those no's, how many yeses that I get, but then how many people said, sure, let me quote it, right? Because people say no, <laughs> they don't even let you quote, and they say, yes, let me quote it, and you do it, and then they still tell you no after the end, right? So for me, once I found out I my close ratio, because I think that's very good for everybody to know that, because after, you know, you've been doing this for a while, you know, six months of data, you can look back, and on that day, you can say, you know what, if I do not do at least, you know, X amount of calls, statistically, I'm not going to get this amount of no's or this amount of yeses. And one thing for me is I would set a number in my head that seemed almost unattainable, but I know if I just sat down and made the calls, I would get it. And I would shoot for a hundred no's every single day. If, if I couldn't get people on the phone, if I couldn't, you know, get them on, by an email or a text response, I would take a text them saying, no, not right now. An email reply back. I was doing that every day and I wasn't writing any policies. So I had time because <laughs> I had just started. But as I saw that I was doing it, those people, you know, six months down the road, when their renewals came through, they remember the conversation of me just, you just got to be nice. You know, when someone tells you no, yes, push it a little bit, you know, give your value statement, say maybe how you're a little bit different. Don't just call it quits there, but be nice enough. Let them know that you're here to educate them, that you're here to help them, that regardless if they go with, you know, go with you or that they go with another company, you're there to make sure that they understand how it works. And I always tell give everybody an example. I want you to know how it works because if you get into an accident, it's on a weekend or you can't talk to me and I can't come see you or you have come by the office, I don't want you freaking out wondering if you had coverage for this or not. I want you to have at least an understanding. And at that time, there's been numerous times where we've been more expensive at the time. They say, hey, I just can't not swing it in my budget right now. They come back on the renewal. I never even reached out to them. They call me back. Hey, you're so nice and understanding and explained to me how things worked. I want to go ahead and switch with you guys. So I went for that no, right? So they do come back around. And when you get the no, just be nice. Don't be rude. Don't take it personal. There's a million opportunities out there. I'm sure every day after you get off work, go to the you know McDonald's somewhere, grocery store. You're looking at a parking lot full of cars. There's your opportunity. You know, so there's tons of people out there. You know, don't get discouraged. Just keep asking, getting the nose, keep track of them, tally them, figure out how many you need. Beautiful. And I love how you you know we're in a follow up business, right? And that's that's unique to insurance. I think with other sales positions. 
you know, oftentimes it's not necessarily a follow-up business like insurance is. And so being persistent um, and finding out how you can stay on track and how you can keep, instead of being discouraged, you're encouraged. Like, let's just keep having these conversations and the numbers don't lie, which, you know, it's hundred percent true. And, and what I love about this, Colin, is, you know, the learning comes from the doing, right? The confidence comes from the doing. Once you do, and you do consistently every single day, you're going to learn, you're going to get better at your conversations, but you're also going to develop more and more confidence to keep having those conversations, right? We get the question a lot from team members of how do you develop confidence? My honest opinion, just start taking action. Start having conversations. That is the best experience you can have. And that is the best way, quickest way, most efficient way, effective to develop confidence, which it sounds like um, is, is exactly what you're saying. So I love that, Colin. All right. So Next thing, they say to work on yourself more than you work on your business, right? They say to work on yourself more than you're working on your seat in the agency, right? So Colin, talk to us about the role that personal development has had in your consistent success as a team member. They translate. If you can't you know, be consistent outside for yourself personally, you're not going to be consistent here. Um, so one example, you know, I give people, if, if you like to work out, I mean, there's tremendous, right? You can go on the health benefits, that whole aspect of it, but you're exposing yourself to things that are uncomfortable. You're getting yourself up to go do something that you may not want to do. You might be tired. You don't want to go today. You're sore, right? Those type of examples. Well, get in there, do it, right? Same exact thing. Kind of like, you know, you're going to keep getting those. Eventually, after you go to the gym, you're not going to physically be able to see difference in your physique one month after two months, three months, you might start seeing a little bit of a difference. You might see a little bit of, hey, I can, you know, I can bench press a little bit more. I can squat a little bit more. I can move a little more weight. Same aspect applies. If you can do something physically, because what we do, you know, it's in person, it's a conversation, right? There's not a lot of consequence to it because you're not feeling it as a physical thing. You're feeling it as an emotion. So having that personal development, putting yourself into these tough situations, these uncomfortable situations, like you mentioned, that is again, what's going to help you develop confidence because you're going to go back in. Let's say you've been in the gym for three months. I guarantee it. You go and you start making these calls and people are telling you, no, you're already used to being put in a tough situation every day working out. If you don't like to work out, read. <laughs> I hate reading. I do. I use Audible for, for everything that I do read. Um, I have to, I, I have it played over my uh, speakers in my truck if I'm going somewhere. There's other books that can really help go in depth to change your mind uh, mindset on a lot of things. So yes, everything can translate here, but in your personal life, if you're the type of person who takes things personally, right? If you put in all this effort and you have all of your life's work, and um, there's a story of, of Seneca. He's an old philosopher. He was his whole life work. He was a trader. He had a boat. All his merchandise was on it, got into a really bad sea or storm that was out at sea. The boat sank. He came out of it alive, but he had two options once he got back on, on shore. Either be really upset, his entire life work was gone, he's back at zero, or learn from it. Everything he took along the way of how he got there, replicate it. Do it again. Same thing. I mean, th there's books out there that, that will help you to understand that because you're the type of person that can either look at the glass half full or half empty. And until you make that flip to looking at it half full, it's going to be a def difficult in this business and your life is going to be difficult um, and everything else you experience. So personal development is key for you inside this and outside of the business. 
Couldn't agree more, man. I think they are interconnected more than we know, right? And I think we talk about this a lot on the podcast, but if we want to get different results in business or in life, we first need to start thinking differently than we currently are or than we have been in the past, right? Once we start thinking differently, we need to take different action. We're going to know what action to take to do that. And, you know, growth is just on the other side of that resistance, of those things that we that are uncomfortable for us, right? If it's the gym, right? If, if, if you're trying to get stronger and you're trying to put up more weight, you've got to put yourself in an uncomfortable position and try to, you know, lift heavier weights, right? With, you know, confidence in the team member seat. If you're wanting to get more confident and convincing in your conversations, you need to go towards that resistance of having conversations, even if you don't want to. And that is where growth is found. And, you know, it's incredible, right? And once you go towards that resistance, you literally grow, which then helps you in business and in life, which I think you're spot on with that. So guys, don't overlook personal development. It's sometimes easy to do when we have these goals that we're trying to hit. And and we think, oh, the harder that I work, the more people I call, um, I'm going to write more policies. That is true, right? But what we're saying here is just do not overlook personal development. Personal development and developing yourself further will help you become more effective in business and in life. Colin, love that, man. You're speaking my language. This is great. Colin, do you deal with negative self-talk? Yes, every day. February had just numerous things coming along uh, that that really just knocked me down one step after another. Um, Production-wise, you know, I didn't I didn't have the best month for February. But looking at that, I again I caught myself. I've liked to think I've been on a really good train here for you know about two or three years of consistent growth. And I had one bad month, and I immediately was coming back at myself. Oh my gosh, I'm behind. How am I going to catch up? My pipeline's going down. I was supposed to get these people are going to be upset. They're, you know, I had all these things. I had people emailing me, telling me, hey, I know this is just quotes, but if you're not going to respond to me, this is how you do business. I'm not going to go with you. So I have things and it really does still start to take an effect. But if you take, I'm not telling you to go and take, this is, you know, you're, you're on the clock. You got your boss, right? Take five minutes. It is so important. Take your five minutes. Take a break. You wouldn't believe the amount of times if you have a bad conversation with a customer, you're going to come back and you're going to tell yourself, oh my gosh, I could have done this right. I messed up. Same thing of you making a mistake or someone telling you no. Again, it's not easy. It still hurts. You're going to be mean to yourself. You might be mean to others. You may physically, emotionally hurt, but you learned from it. You have a choice to learn from it or to sit and suffer it. So give yourself the five minutes. Feel the emotion. You know, feel the talk that you're, you know, speaking to yourself. Don't suppress it, right? Acknowledge it and then make your decision. Are you going to stay right here, stay in this rut? Are you going to say, all right, I learned I shouldn't have done that. I should not have approached it this way. This person told me no because of this. And instead of getting down on yourself, just say, well, let me try something else. Because if you can get all these no's, because you're going to have all these different situations where someone told you no or did this or you messed up in so many different ways, learn from it, do the opposite, and try it again. If that doesn't work, try it again. It's very, it's not easy. Again, not easy. The easiest way I can put it <laughs> is it's simple. It's just simple. Do the same thing and learn from it and move on. Just move on to the next person. Try something else. Don't get down on yourself. That's powerful, man. And so what you're telling me, Colin, is we know that we should be holding ourselves accountable for activity 
and what we have control over. But what you're telling me is you still deal with the negative thoughts that come in and say, oh man, you're not getting the results like you've got. You, you know, they told me no, you're kind of taking it personal. So even though we know that we shouldn't take it personal, sometimes it just happens, right? Can't turn and that's your emotions okay, off. <laughs> right? And I think what you're saying there is so key, right? Feel, you know, embrace the emotion, acknowledge it. Don't just try to avoid it. Don't ever try to think that this feeling or these negative talks, this negative self-talk is going to go away completely because it's not going to, right? You're going to feel like that again at some point. But I think what you're saying is, hey, acknowledge it, feel it. It's okay. But then, you know, remove yourself from the situation, figure out how you can regroup and come back and approach it rather than sitting there and letting yourself go down this downward spiral to where you continue to have these negative thoughts and it affects you for the whole day rather than just maybe 10 minutes, right? Saw something on, on social media about how sometimes we like to, not, not necessarily like, but sometimes we allow ourselves to milk the bad conversation the whole day. And all of a sudden, you know, we weren't having a bad day, but we just had a, you know, maybe a, a hard conversation or we got rejected or we just, you know, whatever it is, we kind of milk that and let that seep in and seeing deeper and deeper and these negative thoughts just keep spinning. All of a sudden we feel terrible and a day that was going to be good turned into a bad day, right? So I think what you're saying is remove yourself from the situation. Figure out how you can get back and regroup so you can not have a whole bad day. It's just maybe a bad five minutes. It's so powerful. Thank you. And I'm guilty of it. I did that Tuesday this week. I got bogged down and and service. I mean, we we were short a couple. I want to say it was last Friday. Uh, We were short. We had other team members were sick, uh, kidney stones, just a bunch of different things. And it was two of us, right? So I was taking on trying to do my stuff that needed to get accomplished with sales. And I was helping with service, helping people with big claims, things that were coming on. And at the end of the last Friday, I worked over two hours after to finally get to my stuff. And when I got off, I was so upset, not at, at the situation, but at myself of, and I, I didn't get accomplished what I wanted to today, right? And for me, I caught myself still, I'm guilty of it. But I dwelled on that the entire night Friday and it clicked to me next Saturday. You know what? It's still going to be there come Monday. I can still come back, you know, touch base with these people. I can still do the same thing. What happened is it happened. I can't go back and change it. Let's just move forward. Try to take it for what it's worth now. Because if I dwell on it, then I'm going to miss that opportunity again Monday. I'm going to go ahead and close that opportunity because I felt like I missed it, right? Try it. No one's ever going to get mad if you try, which I think is a big part. So let's say if you could go back to that Friday, last Friday, where you're just kind of down in the dumps, you're, you know, not in the best mood, you kind of let that build up. What would you do differently? I would have took my five or 10 minutes. I I, just having that moment of acknowledging it because things were so quickly. It was one thing after another. I was on a phone call and then I missed someone else's phone call, got an email and I had a text coming through all at the same time. And yes, I needed to get to that person. Yes, it was an urgent matter in their eyes, right? But if I would have taken five, 10 minutes and just calmed down and acknowledged and just took it for what it is and said, you know what, probably not going to get to do what I had planned for today. I'm going to handle what's coming at me, take it for what it is, 
I'll regroup, figure something else later to how to tackle what I was supposed to get done that day. Love it, man. Take time. If you're in a situation where you feel yourself spiraling down, you heard it from Colin, guys. Remove yourself from the situation, even if it's just five to 10 minutes. I also had an experience calling this last week, which, you know, when people see the numbers, right, and they see that you're consistently putting up big numbers and you're doing it week in and week out, they just think that everything is just rainbows and everything's sunny, everything's easy. But what you're telling me is it's not. And we deal with the same thing. It is a roller coaster of emotions, right? I had the same type of experience. I think it was early on this week on Tuesday. I was dealing with some stuff with my website, trying to change my domain, pain in the butt. I'm not super tech savvy, so it took me so long. And I was getting frustrated. I get a little angry. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in, this, in my chair at the agency, and I'm just feeling just so negative. Like, I'm not happy at all. It threw me off, and I recognized it, which doesn't always happen, right? And it's something that we have to continue to work on. But I recognized it and decided, you know what, I'm going to the gym. I didn't make it to the gym that morning. So I was like, you know what, if I continue to sit here, I'm going to get more frustrated, I'm going to get more angry, and my day's just going to be out of my control, right? The day's going to control me. I'm not going to be able to control the day. So I I had that self-awareness of, look, you are in not a great spot mentally right now. So let's go and remove yourself from the situation, went to the gym, 30 minute workout, made it happen, came back and it completely changed my day, right? And I was able to submit a couple policies where I know I would not have been able to if I would have just sat there and and not remove myself from that situation. So I think that is so important, Colin. I think that's that's huge. That is foundational. That's one principle that you know, if we apply, we're going to find consistency in what we do, not just business guys, not just insurance, but in life, right? For those of you that are not in the insurance space, these are principles that if you apply will help you find consistency in any area of your life. There's no doubt in my mind. Love it, Colin. All right. Last thing before we wrap up the show, Colin, thank you for taking time out of your day to spend it with us. A lot of things that I've learned from you um, that I'm excited to implement and and just continue to make um, my things, my process better. Okay. So Colin, as a team member in the multi-line space, what advice would you give to other team members that want to become top producers? And be consistent. You need to learn and reach out to a variety of other top producers in different areas and different markets. When I first started, I was in a small town. The other guy in the office was a crazy top producer, even in standards outside of where we were. But the way he approached it was very good for him, but he still had missed opportunities. And I felt like when I moved out here to Charlotte and I took on into a new, totally different market, into a big city, those same things did not work, right? So when I got here, I had to learn a totally new type of process. And then as I met Coulter, I met other people across the country in different areas, different markets, and hearing how they approach situations, every prospect has I always tell people there's a way that you can throw the dart that's down the perfect tunnel that's for them. You got to find it. So the more ways that you learn how to throw that dart, the better of a chance you have 
to get on a connection with them. So if you're new into it, you're trying to, you know, learn how to maybe do more life and do more health or do more fire, whatever you want to do. It's not about just always calling more people and just asking. You need to learn how to maybe approach it differently. And you can talk, you know, with people in your office first, start there, you know, find other people maybe that you hear about that are top producers, reach out to them, see what they do, because the way they approach maybe bundling something together, totally different than anything you've ever heard. And that's one of the things I learned from Coulter. I took it, put it in play, and then I even added another one on top of it with my type of you know process I have and was able to polish it into something that would work for a different type of person. So there's all these different aspects. So if you don't approach anybody else, you cannot do it by yourself. Don't know everything. I never saw myself, you know, getting anywhere into this situation I am now. I thought I would have gave up by this point. Um, but the more I just talk to people, I realized, again, it's not easy, but it's very simple. Just ask people. See what they do. A lot of times people will share what they do. They don't mind. They don't care. They want to help you. They want you to be successful. So just ask other people their processes. Beautiful. Absolutely love that. And that's how I have gotten to where I am as well. I've learned from other people that are making it happen at a high level, right? Learned a lot from Colin. Guys, that is the power of a network, right? Find people that are doing it at a high level, get involved in programs where people are doing things at a high level consistently and learn from them, right? But I love what Collins does here. He takes bits and pieces from people and he implements it into what he's doing, but he makes it his own, right? He does it so it's sustainable. So it works for him, not just today, not just this month, but sustainable for the long term. And I think that's where consistent success is found. From biscuits to insurance, the man Colin, absolutely love it. Guys, he is consistent. And that is the goal um, with what we want to do in business and in life. All right, guys, that's all we got for you in today's episode. We appreciate you tuning in and look forward to seeing you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Team Member Perspective Show. Please like, subscribe, and share if you found it valuable. To join our community, go to multilineinsurancepro.com forward slash group. And it would mean the world to me if you leave a review on the show.